Hello again, this is Paula Matthews for Epic Books and Cafe with a discussion like none other. I say that not to be sensational, but to let you know that today's message is probably something you've never heard before, even though you may have heard the scripture or the saying that pride comes before the fall. Now, it's interesting because the message I have for today does have some surprises because the Lord gave me a revelation on exactly what that means. But this is normally a paraphrase from the scripture found in Proverbs 16, 18, which reads, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Again, that's Proverbs 16, verse 18. Before we move on, I want to at least discuss a little bit about what that scripture is saying. When the Bible talks about pride, we're talking about for any person who's puffed up in themselves, in their possessions, or in their positions, or an accomplishment. It's a heart that's lifted up above others, including above God. For those who are prideful, destruction will come upon them. What is destruction according to the Bible? It means a breaking, a shattering, causing a person to be both physically or emotionally and spiritually destroyed. It could be a crushing blow to a dream or a cause. This is what happens to those who lift themselves up above God. I know a lot of, has been talked about June 2023 being Pride Month because of the gay issues, but this goes beyond that. When God has a lot to say about pride, he also talks in the scripture about a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Haughtiness is the same as being prideful. But when a fall comes, in the scripture it means calamity, something severe. And we have many examples in the Bible where someone has elevated themselves. I recall there was one scripture that was coming to mind that's in the book of Acts. When King Herod it stands before a crowd and he's speaking and people are chanting, it sounds like a God, he sounds like a God. And he didn't correct people. What happened is he became prideful. What happened is he was struck down death after that happened because he refused to give God the glory and instead he tried to elevate himself. Another one was the king in the Old Testament during Daniel's time who also was lifted up prideful and God struck him down and what ended up happening is it was prophesied that he would be on all fours like an animal and that's exactly what happened. God struck him down the size. and But the thing was, the promise was that God would leave him out there for so many years and then bring him back and that's exactly what happened. Uh, he ended up being a prideful king who was struck down by God. The next thing you know he was acting like an animal, eating like the animals on all fours out grazing in the pasture. So, But after the time period it was stated he came back to his mind. So God is very serious when it comes to the whole idea of pride. This message he gave me is it's pertinent for this time season, uh, this time in which we live, because there are a lot of people that are prideful in their thoughts and their ways and have pretty much elevated themselves above God himself. So we want to make sure that we understand how God feels about pride because some things are getting ready to happen, as he says, fairly shortly here, and we're getting a message from God to let us know exactly why he does it. So Proverbs 16, 18 is saying that those who are puffed up and arrogant will soon come to destruction and calamity. And that's where we are in America today, whether it's people in business, people in government, people in general who have decided that they are better than God, higher than God, and they want to elevate themselves. And they are, at this point in time, looking at destruction and things that are coming upon the nation, and they will be victims of what's coming just because they were so lofted up so lofty in their own minds and hearts that they didn't see God. Kind of like, as he told me many years ago, that uh, even in the church, the, we built something that's uh, lofty. It's, and he said, 
the Lord said it was in the similitude of the, of the Tower of Babel. And you know what happened to the Tower of Babel? People decided that they had a better way to get to heaven than going through God. So we're looking at a similar thing happening now, that we build a government, we build our own hopes and dreams and things without God. And what's getting ready to happen is because we've been a nation of arrogance, a nation of pride, God is about to strike it down. And in fact, uh, if you remember the 2023 20, prophecy that we had, it was uh, very to the point. The Lord asked, who was it in this land that was not part of this conspiracy against him? And that's what pride is. It's when people devise a plan and decide that they know better than God how to live their lives. And not only do they do it, but they try to provoke people to do the same thing. So people aren't really interested in what God has to say. They're interested in what their own philosophy is. They're interested in what is popular at the time. And because of it, they build their own structures, their own life based on what they believe is right and not what God is saying is right, especially since we are a covenant nation that has a promise from God that if we obey him, that he will take care of us. And unfortunately, we are not in that position where we're trying to obey God. We seem to be erecting our own gods, uh, whether it be in men or in things and in objects. We are definitely putting ourselves up higher than God, and that is not what we should be. But in the 2023 prophecy, and I'll have a link on this episode as we have in previous episodes, where you can read it because we're living out the words of this prophecy where God has said that he's about to, to strike down this arrogant attitude we have here. And he's upholding his covenant with his people in the land. And it's interesting because he talked about it being a conspiracy against him. So any of the negative, even the laws that we're creating, the things that we're doing, God takes it all personally as our pridefulness in building governments and laws that uh, are meant to overthrow his rule in his covenant land. So know that that's where it is when we're talking about pride. Well, let's talk a little bit now about the gay pride as the month was. There have been celebrations this month and even during the Juneteenth celebration, which was a little bit difficult to swallow because Juneteenth was special to African-Americans. There were a lot of parades and really untasteful things done during Juneteenth weekend. But thank God that, that he is one who saw it all and who's making this right because people say they're gay and, you know, it used to be that meant happy. But now it's, it, it means rebellious. They, they mock and ridicule what God says good, and not all of them. Um, but the, the movement itself is meant to mock. Uh, even their uh, choice of their emblem that they're using, which is the, uh, the rainbow, which is God's covenant signal. Uh, you can see people trying to make a mockery of that. Um, but here's the thing about it. God will not be mocked, as his word says, as we sow that shall we also reap. So whatever we're doing, that the results of what we're doing is going to become in a swift harvest fairly soon and a severe harvest for many. And uh, that was a message the Lord wanted me to let you know, that there is a fall coming, there is destruction coming, but only for those who continue to rebel against God, lift their hearts up against God, because he will not be mocked. They will be mocked and ridiculed when this is all over. I don't care who it is, if it's the gay pride people or people in government, whoever is lifting their hearts up against God, they will be mocked in this season because God allows each of us to make a choice between life and death, blessing and cursing. And he even gave us a hint in case we didn't know which one to choose. He said, choose life so that you and your children, your seed can live. But many have chosen death and the cursing. And it's not because they're gay. It's because they've used it 
as an opportunity or use their lives as an opportunity, even the gay pride agenda, to blaspheme God, to get behind something that goes against God. So it's not so much about gay, it's about God. They don't want God to have rulership over their lives, which is fine. Do it on your own time. You don't have to force the whole country to go that direction. And that's the issue because we are covenant land, because we have a covenant that was sealed in the blood of Jesus. And because this is happening in the land, there will be repercussions. And it is dangerous to do such, but it's something that's already been done. And uh, God is dealing with it, and he will. Because he calls it a smokescreen. Uh, it's a smokescreen to derail people, the people against God. It's not good, because it's one thing for you to rebel, but when you're trying to get a movement to get an entire nation to go against God, you're looking at trouble. Uh, you see what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants to turn... America into modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah so that it can be destroyed because that's the mark. That is the result of that lifestyle. It's destruction, complete and utter destruction. And that's what the enemy wants. And that's why he's moving on the hearts of people to go that direction. It's not about freedom because they're not free. It's about God and going against God. And if people want to be real about it, that is what this really is because these people are not free. Paula, how do you know? Well, I've had better women groups. I've dealt with gay people, specifically gay men who've been in those groups, who had serious issues, the violence. When I used to travel uh, and do uh, meetings with different organizations, I would have also FBI people with me sometimes, and they would give the statistics and what it looks like for a gay couple that's in an abusive relationship. They were, they're much more deadly than a normal relationship. Uh, they could tell by forensics that somebody was in a gay relationship by how, how their body was destroyed um, because they don't just leave people. They tend to mutilate people. And so th there is evidence out there that these are relationships where these people need help. I don't envy anybody in these kind of relationships. I have friends who have been, I have friends that still are, some that are married, and they go through hell, a living hell, not only not being accepted, but their relationships are not as, as steady and they're, they're shaky. Uh, even had to rescue someone that, that was trying to kill himself because of a relationship. So just know my sympathy is, is to these people, and I have a lot of them who call me mama because I love on them, because I understand, as God told me, they're looking for love any way they can, but unfortunately, they never found out that God was love, and that, that's what's going on here. But those who are genuinely interested in finding love, not a political movement, but those who are interested in love, God will find them. So I just wanted to pass that on because the enemy wants to destroy the nation. But there are people who are really seriously looking for freedom, and that can only be found in God. I've always had gay people in my life, in my family, in my business, everywhere around me. Some of the closest people to me, and they will tell you, are, are gay people. So I understand their hearts. I understand their pain. Many of them are, are pain. But it's like the Lord told me years ago, they're trying to find love any way they can find it. But they were never taught and never heard it from the church that God was love. And that's the only way that they're going to find it is they come back to him. I know gay people in the church are very close to me. And uh, people say, well, you can't be a gay and Christian. Sure you can. You come to God any way you are with whatever belief you have. Just receive Jesus Christ and he will do the work. People come to find a savior. So if somebody could give them help. So it doesn't matter what your situation is, what your case is when you come to Christ. He takes you as you are and then he makes the transformations in your life. What people say, gay people go to hell, that's not true. God has a specific grace that he has for those who don't know him. And he understands people's hearts. And the thing that sends you to hell is rejection of Jesus Christ. Not being gay, not being anything other than you know, what people consider righteous. No, what sends you to hell is rejection of Jesus Christ. 
because as it is, Jesus came to save us all. But if we choose not to receive what he did, then God will deal us with our own sin. So people can be gay and come to Christ. I, as I said, I know people in the church who are, are, are gay, who have an <laughs> understanding of the love of God for themselves, and they've received it, and that's what brings people into salvation. But you have to understand that this pride, whole pride thing that's going on is deeper than gays. It's about the heart of people, individuals, uh, if they're straight, gay, it uh, doesn't matter what your religious affiliation is, which political affiliation is. How do you rate with God? Are you putting yourself above God? Are you listening to God? Are you serving to God? Are you following God? Or are you puffed up and think that your gifts and your talents are your own? That you, you're a self-made person and everything you have, you did it yourself. Didn't realize that God gave you talents. God put breath in your body. And God gave you opportunities. Many people are prideful thinking that they did it all themselves. But that is not, that is not true. But anyway, we're talking about people coming to God in whatever the state they're in. So if you're one of those who've been prideful about what you have and what you possess and your position, come to God. Come to Jesus Christ. He is an equalizer. He will put you on firm footing when you know that he's God. Uh, there is no one above him. He is the one that put us here. He's the one that created this whole world. We didn't do this. And no matter what gifts and talents we have, there's no reason to be prideful. We need to be more thankful to the God who gifted us, who created us in his image, and gave us his spirit to operate as he would in the earth. So I say, if you're one of those, it's time to repent, turn away from your pride, be humble before God. Come to him in that state, and he will lead you to his plan and your purposes after you, he, he's led you to repentance. And he will show you really who you are in his eyes. And it's a humbling experience, because God's opinion of us is higher than ours, because it's a righteous opinion. It's not anything that any human can do in, in, our, in our ability because we don't understand the things of God without him explaining it to us. But we have a divine de destiny, and it's something that we cannot do. We have to be transformed from the inside out. No matter how we come to him, that transformation begins by receiving his love. But this whole gay pride agenda is separate from people being gay. It's separate from anything. This is an agenda that's political, that's flaunting evil in the face of God, in the face of all that is good, all that we built this country on. Again, this is about destroying America from the inside out. It's not about living in peace with others. It's about being an agitator. And that's what this movement is. I'm not saying gay, gay people, but this movement is separate from gay people. This, this is something that's political, that's a driving force that wants to destroy America. Because I know gay people, and most of them I've ever known, they just want to be accepted, they want to be loved. They're not out trying to destroy America, they're trying to, to create their own happiness. And there are others who are out there, they're into child pornography, they're into perversion, they're into destruction because they want evil. So it doesn't matter what kind of evil it is, but they see the gay pride agenda as a motivation and place to stand behind evil. Jesus told us to love people. We love everyone as we will love ourselves. So that includes treating people right, regardless of their, their sexual persuasion, whatever they are. We want to love people because that's what God does. Now, the spirit that's behind this whole movement is a Leviathan spirit. It's, it's considered a wretched sea serpent, but it's a very symbol of pride. And it goes back to a spirit that was on ancient Babylon of pride. And it's kind of interesting. They've had the uh, Babylonian arches around the country. They've had them. So people have been praising Babylon of trying to bring that spirit into the nation. And that's pretty much what's going on here. But we have a covenant with God, and that's not going to happen. So no matter what they do, Babylon was destroyed, and this spirit will be destroyed in this nation as well. 
But in the meantime, there's good news. God gave us power over the Leviathan. But Psalm 91, 13 tells us that we have power as believers if we abide under the shadow of Almighty. That means if we're staying in his word, doing what God says, and being humble before him, it says, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. An adder is, is a vicious serpent. But then Jesus also said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I, have, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Which means no matter what kind of spirits and how wicked and vicious they are, God has given us power. But God is moving to make sure that he honors the covenant according to his word. It's not by might, but it's by his spirit. So we have to get in prayer and speak what he tells us to speak. This is a spirit that's influencing people. It's not the people. They're under demonic influence. A few months ago, some of you might have remembered when the Lord spoke that word. He said a lot of our political leaders are under the influence of the evil one, and they cannot withstand him. They're in their flesh. They're in their emotions. And anytime you're in your emotions, you are under the influence of the enemy, and he can control you. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight, meaning we don't walk by how we feel, how we think, what our emotions or our intellect are telling us, because that can be controlled by outside forces. But we're to be controlled by the Spirit of God. As believers, we are controlled by the Spirit of God that's within us. And so people that are being influenced by this wicked power is because they're out of control and they're not allowing this. Either they have not the Spirit of God in them or they have no control over their emotions and it allows them to be pulled in. Because as the scripture says in 1 John 5, this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We have faith, and in us, we have something that can overcome everything that's going on in the world, because greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Now, we've been talking about the spirit, and one of the things we have to do is understand the spirit wants people to hate. It wants people to strive against each other, and that's the issue. That's the power of Satan. He wants division. He wants people fighting. He wants talks about racism. Anytime people are talking about the races, they're talking about the sexes, it's a distraction from what God is doing. But more than anything, it's being used to pull you onto the dark side so that you can be on the enemy side and miss what God is doing in your life. That's why God told us to love. We love our enemies. And that's so that every good thing will flow from heaven into our lives. Because when there's the jealousy, there's envy, there's strife, it causes the door to be open for every evil thing. And that's what the devil wants. So this is how he always piles and makes people go this direction because he knows he can have his way. But when we love instead of hate, even in the midst of hate, it causes every good thing to flow from heaven. And that's what, what God wants. Okay, and there's also more good news. And this is for gay people out there. They are coming into the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. And the Lord showed me this years ago, in fact, he showed gay people running. In this country, they were running. They were running. They were running. They were running to get to God. I don't know what happened. Something happened in this nation that causes them to run. So just know that they're coming in. But one of the reasons they're coming in is when they're looking for love, God is love. So they may be looking for love, but they're going to run into him. The other side is their flag is his covenant. They're waving his covenant in their faces. They don't know it's his covenant. So he's going to grab them. He's, he's got them. And, and it's kind of interesting because they're coming in multitudes. And the Lord showed that to me so clearly. And they're not expecting it. People aren't expecting it, but it's going to happen. He talked about his colors. That covenant promise is his. They're wave, waving his covenant in front of, front of themselves, whether they know it or not. But they're coming in. 
And God is not going to let these people leave the planet uh, without him being touched by his spirit. And uh, just know that he has reserved the gay people for himself. Now, another thing, I can recall the Lord talking to me about their label that they use, LGBT. And uh, he said that it means in the spirit, let God be true. Now, that, now listen, you can't make the, you can't make this stuff up. The Lord said the LGBT label means let God be true. That's according to Romans 3, 4 that says, let God be true, every man a liar. This is crazy. You could not write this kind of stuff in a script. Yet the very people that are rebelling against God, opposing God, using the things of God to mock God, have actually played into God's hands. Hallelujah. That's exactly what's happening. That's why I say these people, his hand is on these people. No matter what this political group is doing, God's hand is on these people. Uh, how can you put LGBT and not know it means let God be true? And, it's, and the Lord said, it doesn't matter what letters you put behind that. It begins with letting God be true and every man a lie. So it doesn't matter what they say, what they call themselves. They are marked by God for something special in this time frame. And I'm excited about it. I am so excited about it. God has them right where he wants them. <laughs> and they're going to come running to the Heavenly Father who loves them. And it will be glorious. So surely pride will fall. Oh yes, surely pride will fall. The agenda will fall. But the people will fall on their knees declaring Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a wonderful message. What a turn of events this will be. And what a turn on scriptures and a wordplay Pride comes before the fall. Yes, pride may be here now, but they're going to fall to their knees and honor Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, to the glory of God the Father. This is why God calls it his grand finale and his production on earth, and he calls himself the director of it all. Can't get any better than this, folks. This has been Paula Matthews for Epic Books and Cafe. Until next time.